Welcome to Season. I'm Chef Plum. We're coming to you live from our studio in Hartford with some very, very important questions. Where are the best donuts in the state? The donuts you wait in line for. Who are your favorite donut makers? Oh, don't wait for us to share. Oh, yeah, I said a donut pun there for sure. Don't wait for us. Oh, do not wait. Don't don't wait to call us and tell us your favorites. We can't wait to hear them for sure. Uh, give us a call here. The number to join us on the air is 888-720-9677. That's 888-720-WNPR. Let us know what donuts you love, what donuts you can't wait for the entire morning. You want to get them at nighttime because you're so excited about them. Now, just a note before we begin. We were hoping to have Laura Malone and Hugh Mangum, the chefs from Rise Donuts, with us this hour. But something came up, and they can't be here. But we are eating donuts from the shop at Wilt right now, and I'm looking at them. And they have me in the studio by myself. And there's six donuts that are amazing right in front of me. So you may hear me making this sound on the show while we're eating and while we're talking about donuts. And listen, listen, Hugh, Laura, we love your donuts, particularly that strawberry buttermilk one I'm looking at right now. And it's appropriate that their shop is a converted pharmacy because Rise Donuts, <laughs> they're antidepressants. We are appreciating you today for sure. Who are the donut makers that you appreciate? Shout them out on the air. We'd love to know about them. 888-727. I'm sorry, 888-720-967 uh, or 888-720-WNPR is the number to call in and chat with me. One donut maker we do appreciate is the Shoreline Baker that's known as Jody Burns. She's our guest for this hour. Jody is the owner of Blazing Fresh Donuts in Guilford. Jody, welcome to Seasoned. Thanks for joining us to talk all about donuts. Thank you for having me. These are one of my favorite things in the world, Jody. Like to sit here and stare at a box of donuts. It feels like torture that I can't eat them right now. <laughs> I'll forgive you for eating someone else's donuts while speaking to me. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll, we're going to have to make that change very, very soon for sure. Uh, so Blazing Fresh Donuts, that's your donut shop, is affectionately known as BFD. And they are BFD for sure. Jody, can you tell us how or why you went from your job on Wall Street to making made-to-order donuts? And what's your donut journey been like? Yes, it's such a good story. So I quit a career because I was burnt out and just wanted to do something very different, wanted to be happy. And I didn't know what that was. And then I happened to be on vacation in Delaware at the beach. And I walked into a donut shop where they made the donuts to order, which I'd never heard of before. I'm a real donut connoisseur, so I've eaten my fair share of donuts. Never had had one hot right out of the fryer. Yeah. And that donut rocked my world, and it became the highlight of that week's vacation. Every morning, I would ride my bike four miles for these donuts. And on the last day of the trip, I was depressed, thinking, this is my last chance. I'm not going to be able to have these donuts anymore. And then I thought, well, wait, I can open a donut shop back home on the shoreline, and then I can have these donuts whenever I want. Sure. So that's what I did. Ten months after that last donut, I opened my own donut shop. I mean, why not, um, right? <laughs> and it is a daily struggle not to eat the donuts for breakfast and lunch. <laughs> I mean, not only for you, probably everyone that lives around you or comes to the shop for sure. I mean, they've got to be coming in every day just ordering boxes and boxes of donuts because you actually order them. Like they get made to order. People can call in or go online and you'll make them to order, right? That's right. That's right. It takes 90 seconds to fry a donut. So we really believe that that results in a much better donut. So we make them to order because they're made to order. Customers can choose their own combination of toppings and, and frostings and drizzle sauces. And um, so our, our tagline is, what's your perfect donut? So we'll make whatever it is that you want. Wow, that sounds amazing. I, 
<laughs> anything I want, huh? Because there's a ton of ton of choices that you have. Um, yeah. I understand you make a cake style donut. Talk about that a little bit. And what are the benefits from a baker's perspective to making a classic cake donut? Yeah. So, um, so as you know, Chef Plum, donuts generally come in two forms, cake and yeast. Correct. And really the difference, um, for those of you who are not donut experts, the difference between the two is mostly the, the thing that makes the donuts rise, the leavening agent. Um, yeast donuts use yeast uh, and cake donuts use baking soda or baking powder. We use baking soda. For me, it was an, it was, there was almost really no choice because I was committed to a made to order model. That meant I needed to be able to make donuts um, and make a fresh batch of donut batter and be able to start cooking them immediately. There's no time for proofing in my store because if I had to proof the donuts, right. I'd have to know an hour in advance when the tour bus pulls up. And I <laughs> unfortunately have no such crystal ball. So I need to be able to whip up a batch of fresh batter um, within minutes because when we're busy, um, that's how quickly I'm, I'm making the, the batter as, as needed. And so sometimes I, I make a fresh batch of batter I and we do it in the basement of our store and then I run upstairs where we cook and then um, by the time I have gone through that process we've already sold all the donuts that I've just for which I've just made batter so I have to go back down into the basement and make more so it needs to be a quick process so that's why for me it has to be cake donuts I can't imagine how we could do yeast donuts and also make them to order if we're not making if we're only making the donut once the customer has ordered them. Well, I want to um, I want to talk about the batter that you use here in a second, but I want to throw a few listener tweets out there just because you know we put this out earlier this week, and I mean we've gotten a ton of like I'm inundated with donut information. Uh, Greg Hill tweets, uh, Luke's in Avon is one of his favorite spots, and uh, Jacqueline Rabe Thomas says Tasty Tasties in Hartford, and she says no others come even close to that. And Dan Carson says, Flanders Bakery, hands down. Flanders is a, a section of East Lime. It's a 50-year anniversary, and they open at 4 a.m. That's a crazy time to open, Jody, isn't it? <laughs> that would be crazy for me. The beauty of um, what we do, because the donuts are made to order, we open at 8 a.m. I walk in the door at 7.15 because I don't have to cook a donut until 8 a.m. Because they do so, so fast. I'm not a morning person. So being able to walk in 45 minutes before we open is a major selling point for me as the bakery owner. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Hey, listen, if you don't have to be there so early, absolutely. Most bakers, like we said, at 4 a.m. is a regular time. Let's go over here to Portland, Connecticut, and take our first call and talk about donuts. Sue, welcome to season. Tell Hi. me about your donuts. Well, I was calling about Neil's Donuts because I think they're the, just the best in Connecticut. Yeah, they got a massive following, don't they, Sue? I think so. And, you know, I worked uh, in Middletown for many, many years, like 34 years. And people who lived over in the Wallingford area, oh, my God, they just would kill us by bringing in boxes of those, you know. <laughs> it's like where I'm sitting right now. You see the donuts in front of me, Sue. It's ridiculous. Do you have a favorite there, Sue? Like something that really, you know, you can't wait for every day? Well, I do love their maple bacon, I got to say. Ooh, maple bacon. All right. Yeah. Well, and Sue? they don't do those up ahead of time. I mean, they do the donut up, but they put the maple and the bacon on it, you know, to order. All right. Well, that sounds delicious. And anything you're putting bacon yeah. on, I'm in. Sue, thanks a lot. We appreciate yeah. you. Jody, what is it you think that makes donuts, you know, that make people so happy? What about them? Oh, gosh. I mean, I think so many people have childhood memories that involve donuts, you know, a special treat um, after school or it's part of a, a birthday celebration um, those of us who grew up going to state fairs, 
they always had the, the fried donuts fresh to order at the fair. And so, you know, that childhood memory, I think, is just so evocative. I think donuts are colorful. They're approachable because they are small. They're portion controlled. You know, whether it's a big donut or a small donut, it is still portion controlled as opposed to, you know, an entire tray of brownies. Right. Um, and so um, I, and I think people can express themselves with donuts. I think donuts work for breakfast. Um, they also work in the afternoon. There's really no bad time for a donut. It can be a breakfast thing. It can be an after dinner dessert. Um, so I just think donuts really kind of evoke an emotion that people have towards food, whether they're being, uh, they're comforted by the donut or they are celebrating with the donut, they're looking for cheer from the donut, whatever. It, it kind of works in any context. It's not very often you see a sad person eating a donut, is it? Like, I, we never see yeah. sad people eating donuts. Never. Or if you were <laughs> sad, you eat a donut, you're not sad anymore. I don't know. Exactly. Let's do a little Donut 101 really quick, just to kind of get a little bit of donut science out there, if we can. You know, we'll keep it short and sweet, don't worry. But I want to under- everyone to understand the difference in the two styles of donuts, a, a cake donut and a yeast donut. And now you said you make a cake-style donut. Talk about the, uh, the batter that you make there, and with, you know, it's vanilla batter, and you know, how does that work? Yeah, so um, so it's a, it's a vanilla cake batter. So um, you know, I sort of describe the texture of it is almost like a muffin inside because it is very much like the cake batter that you would make if you were making a birthday cake or whatever kind of cake at home. Um, you know, it's a combination of of dry ingredients and liquid ingredients, and just like a cake that you'd make at home, you combine them. Um, again, I talked about the leavening agents for us, it's baking soda. That's what makes the donuts fluffy. Um, cake batter needs to sit for, um, you know, maybe 10 minutes, um, ideally just to let it rest. Um, but it can be whipped, whipped up quite quickly. Um, and you can add what's nice about cake batter is, um, I think it's pretty friendly in terms of adding things to the batter. So, um, if you're familiar with funfetti cakes, which are basically just cakes that have sprinkles in the batter, and then during the baking process, the color just kind of bleeds. Makes you can do that mm-hmm. with a cake batter donut as well, which is really nice. We sometimes on um, on holidays will actually add a little food coloring to our cake batter um, so that the donuts on the inside are um, a different color, and that's really nice as a surprise. Like for April Fool's Day, we're going to have the donuts are going to be a color that you would not expect on the inside. But also that's the other nice thing about it is gender reveal. So we do oh. gender reveal donuts and that's a really fun thing. It's a, it's a creative way actually to do a gender reveal is um, get some donuts and either they're blue on the inside or they're pink on the inside, but you won't know till you break open the donut. And that's really cool. So cake batter is really versatile for adding all of those things. Um, so that, that's one of the things I love about it. That's really fun. And for those who don't understand what a cake, what a cake donut is versus a yeast leaven donut, as we call them, yeast leaven donuts are the donuts rise from yeast after proofing. What happens is you, the yeast you add to the batter or the dough itself feeds on the sugar in the dough, and the byproduct of that yeast after it eats that sugar is carbon dioxide, which makes the dough rise, which is what you get those little bubbles of like, those little air bubbles, those little uh, pillowy sections of it. It comes from the yeast actually, you know, it's the byproduct. Jody, that's the best way I can say it without sounding too terrible. That's that's fair. I like it. Um, and not, there's no right or wrong. They're both great donuts. I love all of them for sure. And uh, I can eat 
either a yeast or a cake leaven donut any day of the week for sure. And listeners, we want to know what the farthest you've ever traveled for a donut. Let us know. Give us a call at 888-720-9677 or 888-720-WNPR. All right. Can we dig a little bit into the frying of the donuts? Like, that has that, you know, most great donuts have that little center line around them on the outside, on the di- on the uh, perimeter of the donut, where it's like a little bit lighter than the top and the bottom. And that's from the frying process where they flip it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we use a fairly automated donut machine, um, which is another reason why we are able to crank them out so quickly on demand. Um, so the donuts are um, cooking in a shallow fryer. So we've got the donut batter ready to be introduced into the hot oil. Um, and we essentially drop the donut already in the donut shape with the hole in the middle. Our machine, it's already formed. So, you know, one question I get is, what do you do with your donut holes? I don't have any because my donuts come <laughs> with holes as I'm cooking them. And they they fall into sort of a shallow fryer. So if you think about like deep fryer and shallow fryer, the shallow fryer, it's a couple of inches of oil. So the bottom half of the donut is what's cooking. And then after the bottom half of that donut has cooked, I have a little lever in the machine that basically automatically flips the donuts over. Um, And then they cook on the other side. And when they've cooked on both sides, then the machine kind of spits them out and they do what I I joke with the kids. They do a somersault out of our donut machine onto a cooling (laughs) rack. Um, That whole process takes 90 seconds, um, which is why, you know, we are able to do what we do. Um, and you know, it's really important when you're frying a donut, just to kind of get a little bit technical, um, maintaining the temperature of your oil is super important. Um, when you introduce the cake batter into the oil, the batter is not nearly as hot as the oil. The oil is at 375. So when you introduce the cake batter, you're lowering the temperature of the oil. So you need to have something that's going to very quickly get the oil temp back to the ideal of 375 degrees. Um, so that's okay. you know something that we think about, like when we're cooking donuts, are we cooking one donut or are we cooking 12 donuts at a time? Because that's going to dramatically change the temperature of the oil. So it's really important that you have consistent temperature. That's something that if you made a donut at home, you'd struggle with because you don't have a way to get that oil temp up, up really quickly. Um, and then the other thing that's really important is the kind of oil that you use and whether that oil is is um, being cleaned regularly because oil eventually gets, you know, little little tiny pieces of donut fall off in the cooking process. And then they, those little tiny pieces stay in the oil and they eventually burn up. And so if you've ever noticed, if you fry at home, your oil starts, you know, a nice kind of golden color. And then sort of if you use it too long, it's like this dark brown. That is the result of all those little tiny pieces of food falling off during the cooking process. And eventually that will impact the flavor of your donut and it will certainly impact the color of your donut. So, you know, it's very important that you are um, either cleaning your donut or your oil or recycling your oil or what have you. But, um, you know, those are really important things to think about when you're cooking a donut. And then the third variable, which is the hardest for us to control, is humidity in the air. Because the more humid the air, the more moisture the batter is um, absorbing um, while it is sitting and waiting to be cooked. But also, even during the frying process, the part of the batter that's exposed to the air, the side that's not cooking, okay. is absorbing oil out of, uh, sorry, moisture out of the air. So humidity is 
it's also kind of a tricky thing. So there's a real science to cooking donuts. And yeah, I think is. most people don't want to really think about that. They just want to enjoy their donut. But that, those are the like nitty gritty details that donut makers think about on a regular basis. Yeah, I think all of us lovely listeners to Seasons love that sort of stuff, though. That's what makes it fun. Uh, let's mm-hmm. go to Jim here in Hamden really quick. He's got a great story for us. Jim, welcome to Seasoned. Hey, how you doing? Doing fantastic, my friend. What do you got for the show today? Well, I got a couple of things real quick. Brooklyn Bakery Donuts are the best in Connecticut. Fire. I love love them. them. They're definitely um, service donuts, man. They're made to eat. But a few years ago, my family and I went to Israel for Hanukkah. And, in, you know, we eat fried foods at Hanukkah. And sure. traditionally, we eat donuts for dessert. In Israel, they clear out all the malls. They get all the little uh, stands out of the malls, and they fill them with donuts vendors and every place you go there's lines of people waiting to get into donut shops and they make the most incredible donuts adult donuts with little alcohol shops you can squeeze into them beautiful ornate donuts beyond your imagination it's it's really something worth going to see wow that sounds incredible heaven on earth to me yeah that sounds incredible and jim i highly recommend too Brooklyn Bakery is a great spot, but you also got to try uh, Blazing Fresh Donuts as well. And there, there, there's tons of great donuts in our state. Try them all. I'll, I, I'll try them all, believe me. There we go. Thanks, Jim. Uh, that's kind of crazy. I'd love a mall filled with donuts. I mean, that seems like a, a dream come true, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. So we're going to take a short break, friends. Uh, our phone lines are open, 888-727-9677 or 888-720-WNPR is a number to call in and chat on the air with me about everybody's favorite breakfast. Share your neighborhood donut shop on the air. What are your favorites? Are you a chocolate glazed person? Are you a cakey donut lover? Are you a fancy donut person? We absolutely, absolutely do not judge if you prefer Boston cream over jelly filled. Again, that number to call is 888-720-9677 or 888-720-WNPR. Stay with us. Season will be right back. Support for this podcast comes from Hartford HealthCare. Elevating Health is funded by Hartford HealthCare. Loneliness can be a significant health risk to people of all ages. Dr. Laura Saunders, a psychologist from Hartford HealthCare's Institute of Living, talks about social isolation and why we need to connect in person. Loneliness actually is a pretty significant health risk for people that struggle with social isolation. It affects their blood pressure, it affects their immune system, it affects your willingness to get up and get out and can cause some not just emotional issues, but health problems as well. You're not alone. Dr. Saunders explains how important it is for us to look to others and get out of our comfort zone. I like to talk about social isolation as not just that individual's problem, but it's a community problem or it's a family problem. We need to connect with others. We can take space at times as well, but we need to step out of our comfort zone and do things to connect with other people. It's life-saving. For more information, go to ctpublic.org slash elevating health. I love donuts. I cut for donuts. When I eat them, I be going nuts. For the hot and fresh sun, I'm showing up each and every time. Every time, if I'm being honest, my fave isn't old fashioned or a glaze. 
Welcome back to Season, everyone. I'm Chef Plum, and today we are celebrating all things donuts here on Season. And a little bit later on, we are going to have a fun conversation, my friends, with a, someone who calls himself a, a cider donateur. Let me say that again: a cider donateur. He's an expert in cider donuts, and he tastes and ranks apple cider donuts all over New England. But before we get back to Jody, I want to talk a little bit more about some of our Facebook shout-outs that we've got here uh, from our Instagram posts and our Facebook posts. And I'll tell you, it's, it's been amazing to see how many people have thoughts on donuts across our state. Uh, let's see. We've got Gene Hammer is a Brooklyn baking company in Waterbury. Their glazed donuts are, as she says, a chef's kiss. Uh, Aaron Strauss, Brooklyn Baking Company, another shout-out to them. They're delicious. And Deborah Blados, absolutely is the favorite, she says, is Brooklyn Baking Company. I mean, Brooklyn Baking Company is good donuts. Jody, have you ever had any of those? You know, I have. Um, I am a big fan of their glazed donuts. Um, and uh, I, you know, I, I sort of try not to eat other people's donuts um, because I really do love ours. But if I'm going to eat a donut other than glazing fresh donut, it would probably be the Brooklyn Bacon Company's glazed donut. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Jody Burns of Blazing Fresh Donuts in Guilford is our guest for the hour. Uh, Jody, you've got a call here from David. David, welcome to season. What do you got for the show today? I'm a fan of chocolate coconut donuts, and I'd love to find one uh, in eastern Connecticut. Can you point me somewhere? Ooh. Uh, Jody, that might be all you right there. A coconut chocolate donut. Yeah, we absolutely do that. Um, we we have a, a donut on our standard menu that's called the Samoa. It's chocolate frosted with shredded coconut and then a salted caramel drizzle on top. But Dave, if the salted caramel drizzle does not sound enticing, we would just make you chocolate with coconut because everything's custom. So it's whatever is your perfect donut. All right. Uh, that sounds like a great idea. How about Carl and Mystic? Welcome to season, Carl. Hello. Hey. Tell us what your donut thoughts are, or do you not have a preference? <laughs> oh, I, I live in Mystic, so my preference is all, is uh, Deviant Donuts oh, yeah. in Old Mystic Village. Oh, yeah. Do you have a favorite over there? Uh, well, <laughs> they're all good. Uh, they make the most beautiful and creative donuts, uh, and they taste as good as they look. And they offer a different theme uh, each week. Um, they once made a donut that looked just like a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, yeah. You got to explain a little bit more of that because that sounds crazy. Well, it uh, was a donut that was sliced, and you know, no more to say other than it looked like a sesame seed, uh, you know, hamburger with lettuce and tomato. Man, all right. Well, we got to get into that. That sounds amazing, uh, Carl. Thanks a lot for your call, Jody. Uh, a, a cheeseburger or a burger-looking donut? That sounds nuts to me. I've heard of putting burgers on donuts. Yes, I've I've had the um, the crazy burger at the Big E, which is the burger on two glazed donuts. Um, so yeah, burger donut is interesting. I mean, you know, it's a nice, sweet, salty, greasy combination. Um, one thing that we like to do for fun is we do special donuts for the holidays, and we will make the donuts um, look like various um, holiday themes. So, for example, we just introduced our Easter donuts, and we have a donut that looks like a baby chick. We have a donut that looks like a bunny's butt. <laughs> what? Um, yes, yes. We have um, donuts that have Easter eggs on them. So, um, and we do that for all the holidays. So we also have donuts that um, are decorated to look like something other than a donut. Um, and it's a really fun process that my staff and I, we plan for weeks in advance for each holiday about 
what we're going to do. And we've, we've tested the limits, I think, of what you can make a donut look like. Um, we've also actually done savory donuts just as an experiment where mm-hmm. um, for about six weeks we did donuts, one that tasted like garlic bread. Um, we did a donut that uh, tasted like nachos. Uh, we did a pizza <laughs> donut. And um, so th- like sometimes people will say like, what's the most out there donut you've ever made? And it's definitely the donuts from the savory menu. <laughs> Okay, I got to ask before we go on to the next topic here. Tell me about this pizza donut. What was in it? How would you make it? I got to know. Oh, it was so good. Um, so, I mean, it you know, kind of reminded me of the fried dough that you get at the fair, and you can get it sort of pizza-fied. Makes so sense. it was um, our traditional cake, vanilla cake batter donut. Then we had um, like a tomato sauce that's sort of thick, like almost paste-like uh, tomato sauce. We had some um, grated Parmesan cheese. We sprinkled some oregano on top. And then I got these little adorable baby pepperonis that were like the size of my pinky nail. What? And we put those on. Yeah, I know. It's amazing what you can buy. That's incredible. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, so it was a pepperoni pizza donut. And um, it was it was one of the most popular. It wasn't the most popular, but it was probably the second most popular from the savory menu. Man, that sounds great. I can't wait to try that at some point. Hopefully, maybe try to make one myself. Jody, are you a cider donut fan? Do you guys ever make cider donuts there? You know, we we dabbled with the cider donuts. Um, we have. I'm going to give a shout out. We happen to be in the same town as a place that makes really amazing cider donuts. Bishop's Orchard in Guilford yeah. makes wonderful cider donuts. Um, rather than compete with them, we're right down the street, and we are big fans of theirs. Um, we do something different to cater to the the folks who are craving apple apples and apple cider. We do this in the fall. We have. Um, uh, donuts that have cooked chopped apples in the middle of them. It's almost like an apple pie filling with the apples and the syrup and the gooiness and the cinnamon spice. And we um, we put that in the middle of our donut. And so when people come in and say, I'm craving an apple cider donut, we offer them our um, our chopped apples. And we'll, we'll do that in various forms, apple crumble donuts, apple crisp donuts, um, caramel apple donuts. And so we offer that to the folks who come in craving apple cider donuts. I mean, believe it or not, this conversation is making me wish it was fall. I'm going to get yelled at for saying that, I'm sure, but I'm wishing it was fall because it's not exactly apple cider donut season yet. But our state is known for some wonderful farms and orchards, and many of those farms and orchards are churning out some of the most tasty apple cider donuts you've ever had. I'm going to bring in a donut expert right now. And how he's not a donut maker, he's a donut eater, a prolific donut eater. This is Alex Schwartz. He is the cider donateur. Donateur? Donateur. Alex, welcome to Seasoned. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, the donateur. Yeah. Donateur. That, see, listen, I, I cook food and make jokes. It's, I, I'm not supposed to read anything. That's my problem, I think, Alex. Uh, I do about half of that. I make the jokes. I don't cook the food or make the donuts. <laughs> oh, listen, talk a little bit about your project. It's a donut experiment that started back in 2020. Uh, you're on a quest to taste and review all of the apple cider donuts in New England. And that seems like a lot of donuts, man, and what a really fun way to spend the fall. It's true. I was I was missing the cider donut right at the beginning of COVID. You know, I was, I was born and raised in Connecticut, grew up in around New Fairfield. Okay. Uh, I had my first cider donut at the Big E. Um, and, yeah, it just it seemed like a good idea to go. I was, I was traveling and um, going hiking and looking around for, you know, outdoor activities that were safe in early 2020. And started hitting up different orchards and finding the cider donuts. And I kind of realized that 
there's no central resource or map or place that listed all the different places to get these wonderful, you know, tasty hot treats. So I thought, well, I could do a service for the community and start mapping them out. And uh, I was submitting it online as like an interactive Google map. And then I, I kind of took a joke of being like a food reviewer, uh, rating donuts at the level of fidelity of like wine tasting. And I started writing reviews on an Instagram account. And the joke has just gone so far that I'm, you know, on morning news shows as the cider donut <laughs> expert. And, and, you know, that's just what happens. You, you go too far in a joke and now you're, you're that guy. Hey, if you've got an Instagram account and a microphone, you're an expert in anything you want to talk about. That's how we look it's at it. true. I've lived that life and now here I am. How many cider donuts have you, re- have you reviewed so far? Oh, um, I think I've hit about 60 as far as the actual tasting and reviewing. And then the map, I think, is now over 400 different locations wow. all across New England. Um, which doesn't, you know, include New York State, which is a huge, you know, orchard location, sure. but just not not part of New England. Sure. So, how do Connecticut cider donuts stack up to the rest of the flannel shirt wearing states? And what are your top three apple cider donuts you've had in Connecticut so far? I will say Connecticut's definitely uh, a hotbed of quality cider donuts. Let's go. Um, Let's go. You know, I I grew up in the area of uh, Blue Jay Orchards is important to me in mm-hmm. my childhood in Bethel. Right, uh, I was going there as a kid. Their cider donuts have a nostalgic taste for me. Uh, I think Lyman Orchards in Middlefield, uh, they're like a orchard mecca of cider donuts. They've got the corn maze, they've got golfing. It's like a, it never ends. Um, <laughs> so I, I recommend a whole, you know, day there. And then um, one of the places I have not been able to try this particular treat, but it's, uh, it's on the top of my list, is Hogan's Cider Mill in Burlington. Ah. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but they have this thing called the Drunken Donut. It's uh, like a hard cider, a cold cider, topped with a hot cider donut on top. And, you know, it's kind of like a, what will they come up with next? I can tell you from firsthand experience, that is delicious. I've had that over there at Hogan's. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, and yeah, if you guys, if anybody out there has a, a cider donut favorite, give us a call at 888-720-WNPR. That's 888-720-9677. Give us a call and let us know. Alex, last one for me. Yeah. Give us some tips as, uh, as you are a professional cider donut taster. What are some tips that uh, you know people could have when they're tasting cider donuts getting ready for the fall here? I think... Um savor the experience you know like as i'm reading i think about the process of thinking like okay what's the as i bite into it what's the structure of the crumb what's the density what's the airiness you know i try not to eat it too quickly uh feel like what's the fry bits in the exterior is it greasy is it kind of um you know more like a, a fair style fried dough um but i guess my big tip would be uh, to experience the cider donut in its natural environment, right? The perfect cider donut for me comes hot out of a bag, just out of the fryer, and it's a cool fall day. I know we're all we're all missing fall right now, but it's a cool fall day. You're at an orchard. There's crunchy leaves under your foot. You're wearing a cozy flannel. It's you know that is the best place to eat a a cider donut. Um, you know, I, I would say Stu Leonard's could also sell you a cider donut and you could eat it in the parking lot, but it's not going to be the same as that orchard experience. Yeah, I think the environment makes a massive, massive difference. Alex, we appreciate you. Thanks for joining us here on the show. You really made me want a cider donut right now. Is that weird? <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. There it is. Listeners, you can find uh, Alex on his New England Cider Donut map on Instagram. He's at, soda, at Cider Donut Tour. Why can't I say that word? I'm messing that word up nonstop. I'm sorry, guys. At Cider Donator. Uh, we'll link the 
up on our show page on ctpublic.org slash seasoned. And my guest for this hour, of course, is our good friend Jody from Blazing Fresh Donuts. Jody, talk a little bit about cider donuts. You know, you hear him talk about that. Does it make you want a cider donut or does it make you say, listen, I need to get through summer first? I'm not ready for fall. I'm not really ready to think about cider donuts. I am so happy that winter seems to be sort of leaving us um, and spring and summer are my favorite uh, seasons. So I... (laughs) Uh, so let, let's talk about that in, in like another six months. <laughs> yeah, let's wait a few more months. I think my wife would probably tend to agree. But if it's a delicious donut, I'll eat it whenever. That's for sure. Um, we haven't talked a little bit about what's one of the fun things you have going on at the shop, Jody. And I'm not a big traveler, but I do want to be involved in something called your Donut Passport Program. What is the BFD Donut Passport? <laughs> so... Um, We have a donut passport program. Um, You have to try 47 different donuts from our various menus. So you have a year to do it. Um, You have to eat 12 donuts off of our rotating seasonal slash holiday menus. You have to eat nine donuts from our rotating staff favorites menus. It's like, remember Blockbuster would have the like recommendations from the employees about movies they liked. We have that for donuts. And then the remaining donuts of the 47 are the best sellers from our standard menus. Um, and every time you come in and you order your donuts, we stamp your passport with a little donut stamp. When you complete your passport, you get a free BFD t-shirt and we put your picture on our wall under the heading of Donut Hall of Fame. Uh, wall of Fame, I should say. Um, and it's just, it's been really fun. You know, actually a customer recommended it because we have pictures of our donuts on the wall and someone said what would i get if i ate all of these and i went wait a second we should have a contest so um we've got we've got 12 graduates of the program already and probably about 40 or 50 individuals slash families that are making their way through the donut program and um it's really fun it's free um, obviously, you're paying for the donuts, but um, it's it's the parents are excited about the program because it is encouraging being an adventurous eater, which is sometimes a challenge with kids, right? So um, I always tell the kids, you know, if you ha- absolutely hate coconut, I won't make you hate. I won't make you eat coconut. You don't have to eat anything you're allergic to. But I really want to encourage people to just try things that they haven't tried before, maybe combinations that they not so sure that they would like. Um, And the parents love it because actually the kids are trying things and it turns out they like what they're trying. And so this is like expanding their palates, which is, you know, parents' big dream who are tired of just making chicken fingers and mac and cheese every night. Um, But it's also great for adults too. Um, And it's just, it's a fun thing. Um, And everyone who walks in looks at the Donut Wall of Fame and they're like, how do I get on the Donut Wall of Fame? Um, And so it it feeds on itself. And then because we have um, about 12 graduates already, people come in and they see people they know, because I'm in a really great community on the shoreline. I mean, Guilford's just a great town and, you know, people... We know each other. And so people will walk in and go, oh, my God, that's Mikey on the wall. And, you know, it turns out that somebody's kid goes to school with Mikey. It's not just kids on the wall. We also have some grownups. We even have a baby on the Donut Wall theme. Um, And so I'm like, (laughs) when I say baby, I mean like a six-month-old baby. 
And so people come in and they point and they go, the baby did not eat 47 donuts. Please tell me the baby didn't eat. I said, no, the baby's dad who's holding the baby in the picture is the one that ate the donuts. Yeah, but I'm sure the baby got a little piece there too. He, yes, <laughs> yeah. thought it'd be funny if the, if the baby is the graduate of the passport program. Um, but we just, we love to do things like that um, to kind of play up the community aspect of our store and of our product. Well, I love that you call them graduates, and I hope to one day be a graduate myself. Uh, okay, everybody, we're going to take one more short break. When we come back, I want you to tell me the wildest, over-the-toppest donut you've ever had. Are you a fan of donut crazy? I want to hear about the crazy donuts you've tried. Jody Burns of Blazing Fresh Donuts is here with me, and you can talk with her. Uh, if you'd like, call, give us a call during the break. We'll put you on the air when we get back. 888-720-9677 or 888-720-WNPR is the number to call. I'm Chef Plum. You listen to Seasoned right here on Connecticut Public Radio. We'll be right back. Sometimes I want a little jelly in it. Reaching for another one before I can finish. Can't forget the maple, they're delish. Cinnamon's a staple at the crib. Every now and then I get a twist. Covered with some chocolate. chocolate. I love donuts. I cut for donuts. When I eat them, I be going nuts. For the hot and fresh sun. Hi, I'm Ray Hartman. Season 3 of Where Art Thou is just around the corner. I'll be back on the road meeting incredible Connecticut artists. You'll hear their stories and we'll throw in a few surprises as well. Season 3 of Where Art Thou premieres June 9th on CPTV. For more, visit ctpublic.org WAT. Support provided by the Richard P. Garmini Fund at the Hartford Foundation for Public Giving, the State of Connecticut Office of Film, Television, and Digital Media, and Connecticut Humanities. Welcome back to Seasoned. I'm Chef Plum, and we are live here from Hartford today, and it's Donut Day on Season. Our deputy director, Meg Dalton, has made everyone at Connecticut Public very happy because we've been munching on donuts from Rise Donuts in Wilton all morning long. Uh, our producer, Robin Doyen Aiken, brought donuts from her favorite shop, Brooklyn Baking Company in Waterbury, which, according to our social media, everybody loves, and I'm one of them, too. I love it as well. Last week, visuals journalist Mark Mirko bought and photographed the beautiful little mini donuts from Tasties, just minutes away from our studio here in Hartford. You can see those photos of Rise Donuts and Tasties on our show page. Go to ctpublic.org slash season to see some very pretty donuts. My guest this hour, a cakey donut maker and enthusiast, Jody Burns from Blazing Fresh Donuts in Guilford. Jody, uh, listen, honestly, I've been trying not to eat donuts while I'm on the air talking to you, but uh, I might have to take a bite here in a second. So maybe you could just tell me about your favorite donuts and what's your go-to shop besides your own? Um, yeah, so uh, let's see. If I'm going to eat somebody else's donut, then... It would definitely be Brooklyn Baking Company, their glazed donut. It's like a cloud with sugar on it. It's almost like a cotton candy texture. So um, big, big shout out to Brooklyn Baking Company. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, my favorite donuts, um, gosh, I, you know, I don't think that I have just one because it depends on my mood. You know, sometimes I'm in a really chocolatey mood and sometimes I'm in a salty mood, you know, and, and that's a pun, of course. Um, but... <laughs> Um, you know, so like there are days when I'm craving a maple bacon donut because I really want the salt. And then there are days when I'm craving cinnamon sugar, especially in the fall. 
Um, there's something really comforting and warming about cinnamon as a spice. So a cinnamon spice donut with our cooked chopped apples, by the way, is, is one of my favorites. We always have a seasonal menu. And so I always have a favorite from the seasonal menu. So, um, so I, I try to like almost focus on the donut from our seasonal menu because I know it's, it's not going to be around all the time. Right. I've created a couple of donuts, um, uh, sorry, a couple of like combinations in the store that I really like. Um, it's a version of the Take Five candy bar, and it is a chocolate frosted donut with peanut butter chips, pretzels, and a salted caramel drizzle. So I really, really like that. Um, I also came up with something that we call the Cinnabon, which is a donut rolled in cinnamon sugar, and then we drizzle caramel and vanilla on top. And okay. That's I would like to have those in the kiddie pool delivered to my house, please, if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> uh, if you want, if you got a fun donut that you love or a, your favorite shop that you love that you haven't heard yet here on the show, give us a call. We got a few minutes left here. Eight 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 seven two zero WNPR. That's eight 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 seven two zero nine six seven seven. Kate from Madison has a fun story to tell us that she did a great experiment last year. Kate, welcome to Seasoned. Hi, can you hear me? We can hear you perfectly. You sound great. Oh, that's great. Well, I have a recommendation, and I also have a, an anecdote about the healing nature of donuts. Okay. I'd like to hear that. Um, last year for my birthday, we went in search of the best cider donut in Connecticut, and we had read that Beardsley's near Shelton has the best. So we went, and unfortunately, we were disappointed oh. and wished I had gone back to Lyman's, which is my all-time favorite, as your guest had mentioned. They're soft on the inside, crunchy on the outside. You can get them glazed with cinnamon or plain, and they're just perfect. But I also would like to recommend Donut Dip up near Springfield, Massachusetts. Okay. They've been around since the 50s, and all of their donuts are fabulous. Well, that but sounds amazing. The story I'd like to tell you, I've been a donut freak my whole life. so I, I couldn't tell, Kate. Fun. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last fall, we were in Vermont, and my girlfriend had just been diagnosed with diabetes and didn't realize how often she had to take her medication, and she was having a real letdown and nearly passed out. And somebody said, does anybody have any sugar? And I realized I had the leftover key lime pie donut from Neal's in Middletown in my trunk. So we got out of the car. We got the last of the key lime donut fed it to my girlfriend, and she perked right up and was healed. So. <laughs> Kate opens the trunk and goes, okay, spare tire, crowbar, first aid kit, donuts. Now we're good to go. Donuts. Kate, you're my people. <laughs> you're my people. <laughs> you're the best. Thanks, Kate. We appreciate it. Take care. Uh, and we've got Jody Give us a shout-out here from New Jersey. Jody, welcome to Seasoned. I'm hi, sorry. This is Barbara. Hi, hi Barbara. Welcome yes. to Seasoned. Hi, how are you? We are fantastic. I visited the uh, Blazing Fresh Donuts in Guilford all the way from Wharton, New Jersey, because I heard the excellent fresh donuts. I tried the chocolate coconut one, and it just melted in your mouth. Wow. Truly excellent. Wow. That sounds like something that everyone should have to try then. Um, Barbara, is it worth the trip all the way from Jersey? Absolutely. All right. That's, yes. what, we, that's what we want to hear so right there. So that I'm going again this summer. Nice. Well, Jody, you got to be on the lookout for Barbara. She's coming up from Jersey to have some more donuts from you. That's wonderful, Barbara. Thank you for the support and the love. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. 
<laughs> um, do you got any tips there, Jody, for making donuts at home? You know, because not all of us have the fancy frying machine that flips it for us and does all the work. Uh, any any tips? Yeah, I mean, I think that if you're going to make donuts at home, a deep fryer is going to be better than a shallow fryer because it's going to help with that issue that I mentioned about regulating the temperature of the oil. It's going to be a lot messier, I'll warn you, mm. but it will result in a better donut. And I also think that um, just kind of experimenting with different versions of um, of recipes, you know, some of the donut recipes that you'll see online will have more eggs or fewer eggs. Some of them will use baking soda or baking powder. Um, and I think, you know, playing around with different recipes because everybody's kitchen is different. Everyone's utensils are different. But um, I think that once you find the recipe that produces the taste that you like, then you can perfect the technique of cooking them. It's very difficult to do those both at the same time. So first find your recipe, then perfect your technique. Um, you're definitely going to want um, a thermometer, a long, um, a long needle thermometer so that you can be checking the heat of your oil because that's one of the biggest problems with making the donuts at home. What, what heat um, do you want that oil at? Ideally, you want that oil at 375 and you want it to stay consistent. So temp it before you put your you drop your donut batter in. And then as soon as you've put in your donuts and don't try to crowd the pan like anything else when you're frying, you're much better making in small batches, even if it takes you longer. The more donuts that you have in that fryer, the lower you are dropping the temperature, the longer it takes for it to heat back up. But you want to be continuously temping that oil, taking its temperature to make sure that you're staying close to the 375. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other is your choice of oil. So we use a palm oil at the store. You want an oil that's kind of got a neutral flavor. You want an oil that has a high smoke point, excuse me, smoke point, yep. so that you don't get uh, like a burning, a burnt flavor to your donuts. You know, canola oil is probably the most popular oil choice for the home donut maker. You know, you don't want to use like olive oil or peanut oil. Those are um, those are going to impart a flavor to your donut that you wouldn't necessarily want. Yeah, I, I think that's really important because that smoke point is really, really key there because as that oil gets hotter and hotter, it can burn. And when it burns, that flavor will come across in your food very, very easily. I also like to tell people, you know, keep an eye on that oil level because you know, the donuts do absorb some of that oil. So the more you cook, it's going to start to go down. So keep an eye on that for sure. And use one of those, you know, like a like a high, like a Dutch oven, like a, like a high edge pan, kind of to cut down the mess a little bit. That's what I try to do at my house. Uh, let's talk about making donuts in the oven. Is that possible or no? You know, I'm not a fan of the baked donut. It's certainly healthier, um, but it changes the texture. Um, and to me, per, it's just a personal view. Um, it, it's healthier, but like, Either eat the donut or just don't eat the donut. To make to try to make a baked donut so that you reduce the the you know fat content is to me it's like it's a compromise that sort of doesn't really make anybody happy. So I'm personally not a fan of of the baked donut. Um, you know, it's sort of like the analogy I'll use is um, French fries that you fry versus that you bake in your oven. They're just, they're not the same. So like, just eat the French fry, just eat the donut and then eat salad for the rest of the day and you're fine. <laughs> that, Jody, you might be my spirit animal. we got a few minutes left here. Let's go to Chris from Weathersfield. Chris, welcome to the season. We're going to make it quick. Yes. Can you please tell me the difference between 
the Lenten donuts, the Potskis, and the regular ones? Uh, let's see. The, the the difference between the Lenten and regular donut. I don't know that off the top of my head, actually. Jody, do you? I don't. Sorry. But... Uh, Chris, if you hit me up on uh, Instagram, I will have an answer for you later on today, for sure. Oh. No doubt about it. Thank you. And uh, we also have a question here coming in from Tyler. Uh, he is from Brantford. He wants to know, and, and maybe Jody, you might be able to help with this, the best way to freeze a donut. Uh, yes, I, I can answer this. So um, first of all, you want to make sure the donut is totally um, cool before you freeze it. Then you want to wrap it individually in like a uh, like maybe a waxy paper or something that's sort of nonstick parchment paper or something like that wrap them individually then wrap them in something that's going to be more airtight like an aluminum foil um, a saran wrap something like that and then you you can freeze them there I would say in general they're good in the freezer for like three to six months but that's really everyone's kind of personal preference. Um, the donut isn't going to go bad in the freezer. So if you kept a donut in your freezer for a year and then you thought it, it's not going to make you sick. It just might not taste very good. It might taste a little like freezer burny. Um, that's the technical term, freezer burny. Like that one. Um, like that one a lot. Thank you. So, um, so yes, but the important thing is to make sure that you wrap the donuts individually in something that's loose and nonstick so that when you thaw the donut and you unwrap it, all of the frosting isn't coming off on the thing that you wrapped it in. That's why you want to wrap Perfect. it loosely in something nonstick and then wrap it again in something that's airtight so that you prevent the freezer burning problem. Excellent. Well, Jody, huge thanks to you for stepping in and sharing all of your donut wisdom with me and our listeners. Uh, I'm Chef Plum. Season is produced by Robin Doyanakin, Katie Talarski, Meg Dalton, Catrice Claudio, Stephanie Stender, our brand new producer. Welcome, Stephanie. We're very excited to have you. Meg Fitzgerald, Sabrina Herrera are on our team as well. And our intern is Melody Riviera. Special thanks to Cat Pastor for, you know, tech producing for us. We really appreciate it. And do us a favor, everybody. Subscribe to our Full Plate newsletter and get the latest episodes of Seasoned early. And for videos and recipes and other food stuff that we're working on for you. And then actually open it when you see it in your inbox. It's really fun. Sign up to our dedicated food page at ctpublic.org food. It felt so good to be back in here live with you all. We'll see you next Thursday at 2 p.m. You'll hear a very special conversation that I got to have with Jacques Pepin, so don't miss it. Thank you all for listening and calling and loving food the way you do. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks.